Hey guys, and welcome to season three, Start From Zero. Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. You're about to watch multiple people at a time get coached on how to start a business from zero. Some people need emotional support. They're overwhelmed and they've had past failures. Some need strategy. They're beating their head against the wall. Some need tactics. They want to know what to say or do. These episodes are unique. They're vulnerable. They're weird. Many times people come to me with a question, but they need something entirely different. In these episodes, you'll see me combine my 15 or so years of business experience with a little intuition and mindset training to help shape these folks into powerful and confident entrepreneurs. Now we've had 15 millionaire students and counting, so we know this stuff works. Now, make sure you're sending these folks love while you listen, because that stuff matters. We're becoming more sensitive as a society, and we can feel these things even if we don't know it. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to this call. We have some wonderful folks joining us, Charlotte, Rhonda, Scott, and Shema. Charlotte, let's start with you. What is your big goal for this call? I would love to confirm with you my customer pain solution offer flow. Beautiful. And Rhonda, what's your big goal for this call? So the part of my business, I guess, that I should be focusing on and which social media platform I should be concentrating on to do that. Okay. So that'll work for now. Shema, how about you? Yeah. I'm trying to find a way to get more leads for my software company and, you know, just how to get to know and, you know, talk with these clients because I've been doing things here and there, but they haven't been obviously helping me out so far. Beautiful. That sounds like an exciting one, me being in the software world. And then Scott, how about you, man? Yeah. So I was actually inspired from another episode of the podcast and it, I want to create a business that caters to musicians and grows a community so I can market to them, but teaches them how to, how to monetize their business and make it more profitable. And I want to scale it quickly and monetize it quickly. So I'm a little concerned that it's going to take a long time to build up that groundswell to make it profitable. So that's where I could use help is getting it to move fast. Which podcast inspired you to want to help musicians make money? It was, I think it's number nine, Ker Annika. Annika learns to break the barrier of trading time for money, something like that. Yeah. What about that episode, Spark, that I'm just curious? Yeah. So she, just exactly what I wanted to do. I just didn't know it. So she said that she has the idea of like how to take care of business owners and that they don't really take care of themselves and, you know, reminding them to drink water and eat, mm. you know, did you eat today? That kind of thing. And then you said, yeah, that's, I don't know if that's really profitable, but you can do that and you can build your list. And then eventually once it gets to a point, you can start marketing those people and selling them courses on meditation or things like that. I was like, oh, this sounds like the kind of the world I live in with my current business where I could just do the same thing with musicians, you know, like make sure they're taking care of themselves and then offer, you know, courses and solutions to their problems. Because I think a lot of musicians that we employ don't realize they have a small business. So they're just missing huge parts about marketing, about how to manage their finances, about how to hit their goals, all these things. And I want to create a course and a system that takes care of them so they can flourish. 
That's nice. And I've got this other book that I started writing and it's called Easy Money, Hard Money. 50 millionaires reveal their easiest and hardest times making money. Yeah, and I'm doing it for myself and others and just, just so we can break that belief that making money needs to be difficult, slow and hard. So I'm asking really smart millionaires that I can find, you know, when is making money easy and when was making money hard? And it's very fascinating. And one of the gentlemen said that making money was really easy when he had momentum with something and making money was really hard when he was starting from a standstill. Mm, okay. And just that alone is, is so insightful. Like, so, you know, if you're starting at a standstill and you're like, why does everyone else make it seem like it's so easy? Well, they've probably got a lot of momentum that you don't have because you're just starting out. Yeah, that makes sense. And you actually have momentum because you're already in the industry. You already have these clients. There's built-in momentum with what you're working on. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Can you just say what your business is for everybody again real quick and myself? Yeah, so I own a company called, we'll probably rebrand soon, but it's currently called Luxury Entertainment Group. We do private events for social and corporate clients. So it could be a wedding, it could be some sort of, you know, small gathering or, or, or corporate is pretty self-explanatory. So we take bands and DJs and we That's put them in those events. Yeah, cool. so for your process, I would just apply the book, the Start From Zero book to it. So you'll ask your every musician that you've ever booked, ask them the five question process. What's your most mm-hmm. present problem? How are you trying to solve it? What happens if you don't solve it? What's your magic wand solution to this problem? And would that be worth paying for? If so, how much? Mm-hmm. Go through every one of your artists you've worked with. How many has that been? We have a roster of a couple hundred. So well, I think 200. It's going to be a fun time, fun, a lot of fun <laughs> conversations. Yeah, for sure. So after you've done about 25 or 30, if you're not too confused, because they might be all going in different directions, you might start to see a few patterns emerge. In those patterns will be the sources of your first course that you can then offer. But ideally, you'll find that, or whatever it is they are saying, whatever the solution is, people first, problem second, find the problem, sell it third, get the buy-in, then go to work making that product with them, get results with them, whatever it is, and then use those results as stories to scale forward. Got it. You'll be having a blast doing that because you won't be bringing any of your own preconceived agendas to the table. You won't be trying to overcomplicate any of this. You won't be trying to overcompensate and make something more fantastic than it needs to be because you'll just be belly to belly and heart to heart with musicians and what their present problems are and what their dream solutions would be. Mm Mm-hmm. So your assignment, I'm going to give you an assignment and then we're going to move on to the next person and I'll come back at the end of this call and see how you did. I'd like you to write down what your initial email would be to these folks that would set up the phone call with them. Okay. So you can write that in the meantime. Let's go to Charlotte, your CPSO, your customer pain solution offer. Mm-hmm. What is that? So it's a business I'm planning to launch by year end which is called We Live One Life, and it will be a private coaching and digital content business. So I intend to start with private coaching, but over time grew into online classes and e-books and potentially others. So the overall purpose is to empower professionals to design intentional and regret-free. Let's try this. Yes. Let's see Let's see if we can build the business maven brain. Mm-hmm. Say customer, pain, solution, and offer. 
and articulate each one in a sentence or two. Yeah. Customer would be professionals, probably late 30s, early 40s, who are stuck in a professional or personal path that's not aligned with who they really are and that doesn't feel great to them. So they're either underfulfilled or stressed, overwhelmed, fatigued, and they don't really enjoy the life they have worked hard to build. That's really well said, and we got it recorded too. I've had a few other people on these shows that say that they have a similar target market, people that are unfulfilled in their career, but none of them have stated it as powerfully as you have already. Great. In my opinion, they'll probably listen and probably be able to take some of these ideas uh, <laughs> to help themselves. So you talked about the customer and the pain. Mm-hmm. What's the solution? Solution would be in stage one, private coaching. Not, that's not a solution. What would the private coaching get them? What's the solution? Mm -hmm. It will be to redesign their life path intentionally in alignment with their authentic self and their own definition of success and happiness. This is fantastic. Mm. This is fantastic. I wish all of my... That makes me happy to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I wish all my calls were this easy. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't. I want the challenge. So it's like, let's do four or five people at a time. (laughs) How many can you do until your brain breaks, Dane? (laughs) (laughs) So I love this. And I was even going to stop you and say, like, well, don't even think about it as coaching. So the solution is uh, redefine their life intentionally in a way that's aligned to their authentic self. Exactly. Okay. So you see how I remembered it? Yeah. (laughs) That's because of you saying it. (laughs) The solution is that they redesign their life intentionally. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Based on alignment with their authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yes. They could probably give a rat's hoot, whether it was done through coaching, whether it was done through a course, whether it was yeah. done through an iPhone app, whether it was done through a book whether it was done through a software, whether it was done through a YouTube channel, whether it was done through a Facebook group, whether it was done through an email course, Mm -hmm. they probably don't care. That's right, yeah. So they probably don't even care that it's coaching. Mm -hmm. When you mention coaching, unfortunately, they probably hear work. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of work involved. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, coaching, oh God. (laughs) But if you have... The solution is redefine your life intentionally aligned to your authentic self. And we do this in three breakout calls. And we do this as a group. Mm-hmm. You get to see yours and you get to see other people's processes to learn from their examples as well. Yeah. No, no coaching was mentioned. So nowhere in the unconscious are they going to be like, oh, work. And we just converted your one-on-one coaching program to a group one if it wasn't already. That's amazing because I was thinking of building online circles, like more than a private LinkedIn group, like more online circles where I could, yeah. What's the offer? Customer paying solution offer. Well, my initial offer was four months, $2,500. Great. And do you have these leads anywhere, these customers already in your Mm. field? Yes. So, I mean, I, through my network and as I have a corporate background, 
for 15 years on a business school um, academic background. So I have a network of, yeah, of professionals, which is across industries that I can tap into. You know, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Mm -hmm. And I want you to picture a group of these people and everybody else, please follow along. If you're listening on the road or the car, don't close your eyes, but picture Mm -hmm. an audience of people that are unfulfilled in a life that they worked hard to build. By the way, that'd be a good headline. It even has a rhyming in it. Are you unfulfilled in a life that you've worked hard to build? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> now I want you to, and those were your words, and now I want you to picture that group of people, and I want you to feel the silent, secret hopelessness that they have that they could ever exit or escape what they've built. Mm-hmm. And I want you to stay there and feel the hopelessness as long as you can. They probably don't even know that they feel hopeless. Just feel. What is a phrase that you could speak to that group that with kindness and love would make the hopelessness almost turn invisible? Regain control um, over your life choices it's wonderful you get a gift with words for this it's very purposeful that's maybe why it's very purposeful yes so the customer pain solution and offer that you've articulated especially the pain and especially the solution are so clear that you can actually picture the solution redefine your life intentionally that's aligned with your authentic self. It's Mm -hmm. so simple that it's clear that you can actually picture it before it's even happened. Yeah. So you've gone a long way to be instantly desirable and instantly attractive to anybody that has this problem. Mm -hmm. From my vantage point, you will inspire purchases. Amazing. But you will see. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And the offer you suggest, not a membership, but a group coaching program. But no, co- not- no coaching. Mentorship, oh. sure. Mentor. Group, yeah, yeah, group mentoring, yeah. Great, great, great. And yeah. same price, four months group mentoring. Perfect. Love it. You just 10x your income. Your style, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made my job easy, but wonderful job. Rhonda, let's move to you. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me your big goal again? So I'm having trouble focusing on what part of my business I should do. I just have so many different ideas. I'm a mus- uh, musician, music teacher, um, close to retirement. And what I have done so far is build somewhat of a business, although I don't know, helping music teachers. And then the other part, I am really passionate about learning and helpful with technology, Google Suites, things like that. They're getting frustrated. So those really struggle with learning technology. Rhonda, would you mind switching off your headphones? Sure. So picking an area to focus. Uh-huh. And you seem to have a very creative mind. <laughs> yeah, too much. And so. <laughs> too much, huh? Yeah. Almost yeah, I can't yeah. even keep track. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, maybe not too much. It's just maybe not be tempered by a team that can implement the creative visions that you have. Uh huh. There might be someone that you could hire. Okay. So have you heard of Colby A? No. So Colby A is actually really interesting. I, I can't remember her first name. It may be Kathy, but if it's Kathy Colby, her last name is Colby. She's actually the daughter of the father who created the IQ test. Okay. That's kind of nuts, huh? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, my dad created the IQ test. And she was frustrated with it because she's like, this doesn't really show what your gifts are. So she created something called the Colby Profile. Mm-hmm. And if you go to startfromzero.com, go to top books, you'll see not only the books, but you'll see a link to take the Colby profile. And those are affiliate links. So if you do purchase, we are compensated. I really want to say that. You could always look it up outside that if you like. So Colby has four discovered gut level instincts. There's people that are just naturally creative, high quick start, high idea drive. There's people that are a high fact finder. They love looking up research and researching. There are folks that are real high on implementer. They love implementing ideas, but they can't think of them for the life of themselves. You tell an implementer to come up with a vision and they're like, uh, and then there's follow through folks that really like to see ideas through. And these four gut level instincts are actually all really strong gifts. So once you're aware of these, like I'm super high quick start, I'm like a nine, but I also have a decent follow through decent implementer. I'm like five-ish out of 10 and my quick starts nine out of 10. My fact finder is like a good old two out of 10. Okay. (laughs) So when I know this, I work in my quick start. It's very regenerative. It's very nourishing. I have a lot of energy. When it comes to trying to implement and follow through on the ideas, if I do it myself, I find myself getting tired. So I have folks that do that for me very well. Okay. So that means I need to be good at marketing and sales in order to generate sales and market so I have money to pay for folks that do this so I can stay in my zone. Mm-hmm. Now, I hesitate to tell you this because it's not exactly an easy fix, but at the same time, if you start to declare when the time comes, I want a implementer and I want someone who can follow through, you start to declare that I'm looking for someone to do this. That is. Okay, one of the first options I want you to explore and just to be aware of. There's nothing wrong with being highly creative. Okay. Like you like to say almost too much? No, no. <laughs> no. It's exactly what it needs to be. I imagine if you really like harnessed and honed this full creativity and it didn't seem like too much at all, but like you were playing at the edge of it. So it's a great gift. And the three other types that have gut level instincts that are different may even envy you for it. So that's that. The other thing though that caught my eye is I'm looking at your survey. I don't know if you said it out loud, but you said you're getting close to retirement. You bet. (laughs) So teaching. Okay, so for teaching. From teaching. So I'm trying to build something now so that when I retire three to four years, it's pretty much established and will help support me. Right now I've got a mailing list of about 1,700 teachers with about a 45% open rate. And basically I'm doing nothing but giving stuff for free (laughs) directly. I do have a store on Teachers Pay Teachers that does okay, you know. (laughs) Are you familiar with the five question process from the Start From Zero book? Probably, I mean, I've listened, I've been listening to podcasts and stuff from you and Pat Flynn and 
John Lee Dumas for too many episodes. Like again, it you know, it's like it bubbles in my head and there's just so much going on. So you may need to remind me. What happens if you say out loud, I am worthy of focusing? I am worthy of focusing. Yeah, what starts to arise as you share that? Does it seem hard to slow your mind down? Yes. I mean, that helps calm my body, I would say. Like, But again, it just feels like I've got so many doors in front of me and I don't know which one to pick. And I know if I pick too many, it'll all fall away anyway. Yeah. So let's just slow down and let's just take a couple of breaths. Why do you suppose the mind races is the way it does? I mean, I have an inherent need to help people. I'm a natural people pleaser. If I see someone struggling, I want to swoop in and help them either directly or help them help themselves. And what happens if we go with it's okay to take care of myself. (laughs) That'll bring tears to my eyes, probably. Let's do it. It's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to take care of myself. And just relax your jaw. Maybe even just, you can touch your throat or relax your throat. It's okay to take care of me. It's okay to take care of myself. Let your throat sort of do whatever it wants to do. It's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to take care of myself. Yeah, definite tears to my eyes. What's happening with your heart? It feels more peaceful. Is it tighter and more constricted? Is it a little more open? It's more open. So it's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to take care of myself. I want you to picture this 1,700-person list that you keep giving towards. Uh You give a lot of free stuff to them, right? Uh I want you to picture all that you're giving. And while you're picturing that, I want you to say, it's okay to ask for what I want. It's okay to ask for what I want. Mm. How's that one? Feels calmer. What's something that you'd love to ask for to this group? You could ask for anything and just be selfish for a moment. I mean, honestly, what I crave most and desire most is being able to have my own schedule. I've been enjoying being able to walk in the mornings. I love to do yoga and I like to read and The walking and yoga, anything active, I can do that and my mind will, well, okay, my mind sometimes clears with walking. Sometimes it just gets fired up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But often when I read, I feel like, okay, I need to go and do something now. Because? Because I'm a doer, (laughs) if you will. I have lived below my means my whole life. I've saved well so that I will be able to retire at my early retirement at 55. Sorry to interrupt. It's okay to take care of myself. If you've been doing so well there, where does that hit you the hardest? What do you mean? 
Well, you've been taking care of yourself financially. You've been saving, living under your means. You're doing well there. Where are you? Where would you say you're not quite taking care of yourself the way you'd like? Giving time to myself to do things that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Giving time to myself to do things that I enjoy. Well, you know, my sense is if you actually had that nailed, the other business stuff might really fall into place. Interesting. Your body and mind could be wigging out. It's like you're not taking care of yourself in this way. So the mind is like, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, this has been the summer of never stopping. So I've never (laughs) much over the summer. So, but that virtual teaching will do that to you. So So it's okay to take care of myself with that energy kind of starting to expand within your nervous system. What would be a schedule, the start or the beginning of a schedule that would be, you know, you're taking care of yourself? Wake up and instead of grabbing my phone and going through emails and Facebook and all that to wake up and probably a little bit of reading. If you'd like to get a blueprint to my brain, I have it in a 302 page book, Start From Zero. And you can get a free chapter. You actually can get my best chapter for free on that book right now at startfromzero.com. Go check it out. And then take a walk or do some yoga. All right, so I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture you're in bed in the morning and let me know when you're there. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at your phone. Mm-hmm. And I want you to say out loud, I'll look at you later. This is me time. I'll look at you later. This is me time. And then your feet at the floor. And you go on a nice, gentle walk. A gentle walk. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to slow down and take care of myself. My sense, Rhonda, is if you do these things, the business stuff should be really clear. But just in case it's not, I highly recommend if you go to startfromzero.com forward slash five, F-I-V-E, you'll find a very succinct five-page report that details the five-question process. Mm -hmm. And I would like you to start exploring those five questions with these folks that are in your 1,700-person list. Mm -hmm. And looking within those five questions, if you do that enough, with enough patience and consistency, an idea will begin to emerge that will not only pay for your retirement, but it might set up an entire family generation. Because it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about them. And when products are really made with service in mind and the heart of caring for others, they really do sell themselves. You can hear it in Charlotte's offering. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is not shaming people for having the unfulfilled problem in any way. She's not boasting that she has some solution figured out in any way. She's leading with love. And it, it emanates from what she's doing. That sort of care for others that you feel, mm-hmm. the five-question process is one of the best ways I've ever found to love another person in a business context. And really in any context, because like I said, I've said this before, but like a lot of entrepreneurs, if we want to really serve people, we really want to serve them where the pain is the most painful and acute. 
But a lot of times, you know, someone will have a broken leg or a broken arm and we're like trying to say, hey, try my glove on. Like, I don't need a glove. My arm's broken. Mm -hmm. You're like, it doesn't matter. I don't care about that problem over here. Just put my glove on. Right. That's not love. That's selfishness. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. This is my thing. Selfish. Mm -hmm. And if it's working, then do it. If it's not, because there are things that you can be selfish about and selfish in a positive way. It's like, this is that you want to consider yourself, of course. Please consider, we want to consider ourselves. The heart of entrepreneurship is service. So, you know, you get these entrepreneurs that come and they're like, what if they don't like my product? What if they reject me? What if they don't like my price? What should I charge? What if they don't like that? How do I get the most customers? What, how do I do this? What if they don't like my price? What, what if they don't like my product? And just spins and spins. I said, well, if they don't like your price and they don't like your product, then you're not being of service to them. Sure. So it doesn't matter if they don't like your product. It doesn't matter if they don't like your price because it's not about you so much as it is about you and them together. And when you marry the two, it's a wonderful, beautiful entrepreneurial experience. Very nourishing. So I want you to use the five-question process on these, this list of 1,700 people and just ask them with a real open heart. And you said you have a product that saves teachers time? Yeah, I mean, it's lesson plans and worksheets and all those kind of stuff. And there's lots of teachers that do this as well. But do you sell? Yeah, what I create definitely does sell. That's awesome. You know, my mom's a piano teacher. She loves lesson plans. Yeah. <laughs> She's a junkie. She buys them all the time. Well, my favorite thing is actually creating them, coming up with them. So Yeah. Yeah, see, my mom, like I've tried to like, you should create your own. You've done all these ones. And she's like, well, she just loves to learn others. It doesn't seem like she has that desire to like create the ones like you do. Mm-hmm. She's gifted in other ways and you're gifted in other ways naturally inclined to do certain things. That's what I mean when I say gifted. Right. So how do you feel about doing the five question process with these teachers? The questions are, let me ask you, so what's your most present problem? Mm-hmm. How are you trying to solve that problem right now? What happens if you don't solve that problem? What would be your dreamiest genie in a bottle, magic wand solution to this problem? And would that be worth paying for? If so, how much? Now that's at startfromzero.com forward slash five. You can get not only the five questions, but you'll even get an example of it in action. And it's a nice report. No email capture. There's no like tricks on the page. It's not like secretly not free or anything. It's just free. Mm -hmm. And so how would you feel about doing that process with these 1700 teachers? Fine. Yeah. If you stay there and let yourself just totally orient towards this group of 1700 people, you don't need to move anywhere else. In terms of your focus, I would obsess fully on the 1,700 people. I would focus fully on asking them all, as many as you can, the five-question process. Get some of them on the phone, ask some of them via email, ask some of them in Messenger, be creative, do it in your own creative way. You can make a lesson plan around it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But if you do this, you'll be loving them. You'll be caring for them. And then a lot of the times, you may end up finding out that lesson plans is their biggest pain. And then you just sell them your lesson plan. But just in terms of where you want to focus your time, just deeply enrich yourself in that group. Stay there. Like what social media platform? None. Just, I mean, at least right now. 
and maybe something about that doesn't feel right. But for the most part, like you've got a great list of 1700 people. Mm -hmm. Stay there, love them and you'll be free. All right. Sounds good. No assignment for you there, but I'll check in with you and see what you're thinking at the end of this call here. Okay. Shema. Hey, Dean. My patient friend. <laughs> well, yeah. First, thank you for taking your time to actually speak with me, and I appreciate your time to doing that. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick intro of, you know, just my background. I am a software architect. I've been in the field for the last 12 years, and I quit my job, I think, last year in July, and I wanted to kind of pursue my own path because I was, you know, just tired of you know, just being stuck behind the computer and really not talking to the clients and the vendors or the people that are making the decisions. So I wanted to be, I guess, in the field where people were interacting, where the businesses were being done. So that led me to start my own business, which is a software company where we offer programming and applications services to clients. The problem, however, that I have now is I have difficulties in trying to find leads. As a freelancer, I've kind of done that actually on places like Upwork where I've been blessed to get to know people on a personal level. But in terms of a company, it's been hard to, you know, to get to know these clients and to attract the clients to my business. I've invested heavily in marketing companies and- Can I interrupt you, Shima? Sure, sure. What's your customer? What's their pain? What's your solution? What's your offer? Yes. So my customers are just small business owners. The pain that they have is software services can be expensive and they can also be competing with other offshore companies where they just don't have the money to meet their needs. The solution that I offer with my team is we provide applications that are within their budget quickly, securely, and affordably. And that's the, I guess, the solution and the offer that we offer. What's your like example of like your last customer? Who were they? What did you do for them? Yeah, actually, there was a client from Germany. I've actually gotten to know his family, his wife and daughter. So they had an offshore team and pretty much the offshore team just did a bad job for him. They kind of stopped communication he had a startup and they were delaying his product, which affected his clientele that, I mean, his investors because he had demos to present, but that didn't happen. So um, Shima, mm -hmm. are your customers actually small business owners that are looking to build custom applications? Yes. Okay. So not small business owners, small business owners looking to build custom applications. Yes. And their pain is projects aren't getting finished on time and on budget? Yes. All right. So customer, small business owners looking to build custom applications. Pain is projects not getting finished on time and on budget. The solution is custom applications built on time and on budget. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the offer is whatever meets their needs and your needs together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And imagine going out into the desert without water. Mm -hmm. It'd be rough and you wouldn't last long. Yes. <laughs> Going out into the, like, the desert is the business marketing world. Okay. In a sense. So you need to get water. You need a backpack full of water. And that backpack full of water is a clear customer, a clear pain, a clear solution, and a clear offer. 
That's good. Okay. Once you have that, you could hire marketing firms, you could hire all these things. But if these things are sort of laissez-faire, not as clear, then you're not going to be able to find them from Doug. Mm. Okay. So, but now that we have your customer clearly identified, small business owners looking to build custom applications, do these small business owners also usually raise funding? Yes, because they are categorized as, you know, either people that are trying to get their startup idea going or B, they already have a small business where they just need their custom application. So small business owners that have startup ideas and funding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are those your dream clients? That'll be my dream perfect clients, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So small business startups that have a startup idea and funding. Yes, you're actually answering you know, my dream targets, which I didn't even think about until now. Great. Yes, it's wonderful. It's a good client. So now you're going to ask yourself a couple questions. Where can I find these guys? And how can I develop trust overnight? So those are the two questions I want you to start pontificating, thinking about where are they at and how can you find them and how can you build trust overnight? So write those questions down. Okay. Where can I find them? How can I contact them and how can I build trust overnight? Okay. So I imagine that people that are startups that just recently raised money probably got a little bit of fear. Right. The official handbook for startups who've just raised money. That's a little ebook guide that if you were to create, you could send out to all these folks, the official guide for startups who've just raised money, parentheses, and don't want to lose it. Okay. That's really good. How many clients have you had that fit this criteria, startups that have raised money? I would say just one. The other ones have just been project rescues for ongoing businesses, but the one from Germany was the one who actually kind of took over his application from his offshore team and so you rescue syncing software projects? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's cool. And actually, now just talking to you, had an idea to create an ebook that you just mentioned, targeting those, my dream clients, which actually now, you know, just talking about it is kind of making me a bit emotional somehow because I missed it. So I kind of just got an idea to make an, an ebook on to... I guess, how to rescue projects for for startups that are not going well. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Very good. And with that, you will be free because that book will do all the work for you. So you'll invest time. It'll be a little bit draining and exhausting and intense to potentially create that. And you could also ask, how can I make this in a regenerative, fun way and do it that way? I find that, you know, writing my book or doing videos, they have a certain kind of energetic exhaustion to them because it's like taking all of my life force and putting it into something that can then live on without me. Right. And I've done some ebooks. The one actually kind of released this week was an ebook on how much customs software costs. But talking to you now kind of makes me think, okay, that was okay, but I'm not targeting my right clients because I'm not targeting their actual pain or I'm not reaching to those startup clients. So I'm getting tons of ideas just from talking to you now. So that's helpful. 
That's great. So I want you just to take a moment and think about, just write down all the ideas that you're getting. Okay. And then I'll check in with you here in a moment. So Scott, let's hear your assignment. All right, let me pull it up here. Hi, I hope you're doing well and your family is happy and healthy. I know we're going through a crazy time right now. Things are very challenging for musicians and artists. Because I care about you and your success, I would love to spend some time with you this week or next to talk through your most difficult and painful problems. Together, we will create a custom solution that will ensure your success and that you reach your full potential as an artist. I have a proven process that will help us come to a solution that is custom tailored to meet your needs. And the whole process will take no more than 15 minutes. If you're interested in maximizing your artistic and financial potential, let me know when it's good for you or click the link in my signature and we get to the time to connect. Looking forward to serving you, Scott. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, and great. But like you'll see if it gets resonance with the folks that schedule calls with you You'll have set so much context that those calls will probably go so well. Mm, yeah, thank you. If that's too much, or they'll probably be really open. You might just put in there, like, there's a chance we could fall flat on our face, but I still want to try and help you anyway. Yeah, great. That humanity will probably bring a lot more connection. Very good. Rhonda, did I give you an assignment? Well, you asked me to think about what we had talked about and see what it go brings ahead. up to me. So, first of all, it reminds me of a podcast I actually heard yesterday on Eon Fire, where one hour of work on the inside will be equal to seven hours on the outside. So, and that'll naturally, you know, cause of attraction kind of thing. I wrote down to do something for myself that I've always wanted to do that I've denied myself because it takes too much time or too much money to set hours for my business work and to keep to them. Don't overwork myself. Enjoy the life I have at the moment. And pay attention to the feelings I get when I get emotional because those are probably the areas I need to work on the most. And then as far as those five questions, one of the things that I've been doing all summer each week is doing a coffee chat with other music teachers. So I think inviting them to like a coffee chat might be an easy way to do that. Sounds amazing. And what are you going to do when you wake up in the morning and look at your phone? What are you going to say to it? I'm going to say, I will look at you later. This is me time. <laughs> Very good. Nice work. Charlotte, how about you? What did I tell you to do? I can't even remember. I don't think I had actions. Yeah. But questions came to me. Let's hear What do you got? I was wondering, so if I do the group mentoring, which I love, so over four months, so how would you, if I was only mentoring as a group, I guess I will have to set a certain number of attendees, right? Like, I don't know. What's your question behind your question? I guess I have two questions. One is, should I set a limit of customers per cohort, if you want? No. Mm -hmm. You're good enough, capable enough. If a constraint's put in front of you, whether it's really big or really small, you'll figure out a way to do it. Great. And you will suggest that I introduce a topic or I have a guest speakers for each session or I just open to Q&A and live mentoring? Or no, um, I would, in my research, figure out the most crippling problems people are facing. Yeah. And each lesson and each week is based on one of those crippling problems. Great. And you just knock each one of them out one by one. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So your curriculum is based on the crippling pain. 
great. And on that, the second question that I had in mind, if I may, because I have two curriculums in mind, but I think I should choose one. One was more around holistic well-being to realign their path. And the other one was more on professional path realignment. Probably that those sound okay. In an ideal world, I wouldn't think of them in those terms at all. Yeah. Holistic, I would probably call like, you know, what nature wants you to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and professional, it would be like what your authentic work purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. You you just create that program on the fly with them. So we're going to tackle these problems. This week's Mm -hmm. this problem. This week's this problem. By the end, all this stuff will be transformed, et cetera, et cetera. Wonderful. Yeah. And so... We've gone Charlotte, we've done Rhonda, Scott. So we're to Shima. Shima, how you been doing writing the ideas down? Good. So the idea first that I got is to completely, you know, change the targets that I initially had, which is to target my dream targets, the startup owners who have funding. And then two is to write an ebook about Project Rescue and the title should be centered on trust, cost, and delivery because those are the three major pain points and questions that they have. And then the other one that kind of came up was to kind of get personal, especially on social media, where they can actually get to see me, where I can offer tips so that, you know, they can find another channel before they get to me, you know, to see my activity online and things of that nature. So those are the ideas that came to mind. I love that you're good at ebooks and I love that you're doing this. And I think another ebook that might be really nice to explore that can either be broken out of or put into a chapter mm-hmm. is red flags to look out for before uh, it's too late okay. and your project needs rescued. Awesome. And that could be like the introduction to the rescue thing too. Awesome. But it's like, all right, so you just hired a firm, you just got funding. Are you going to make it on time? Here are the red flags to make sure and see if you are or not. If you're just delusional or you're actually grounded in reality. Awesome. Well, good work, people. You did good today. Shema, Charlotte, Rhonda, and Scott, good work. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to know the number one thing that kills people from being successful in entrepreneurship, it's really simple. It's them trying to do it alone, trying to do it without mentorship, trying to do it without accountability, trying to do it without a way to focus, trying to do it without somebody helping you along the way to get your mind straight. And right now, I'm running a yearly mentoring, accountability, and focus community called Starters. And you can learn more about Starters and join a community of amazing entrepreneurs all practicing and living the principles from this podcast and this book. How do you get good at this stuff? Practice. How do you get even better? Being around others that practice. And how do you become unstoppable and just move no matter what? Community, community, community. And not just any community, a community of people that don't shame you for wanting freedom. A community of people that don't look at you weird for saying you want more. You can find that community at Starters. If you go to startfromzero.com, you'll see our products up top and then you can go and find the Starters program. We would love to have you. And we also have a good fit quiz that you can take on that page because not everybody's a good fit for starters. So if you go look at the starters page, take the good fit quiz and it'll tell you if you'll be a good fit for that program. Listen, we don't accept everyone because we're obviously not for everyone. 
but we are for certain people. If you'd like to see if that person is you, go to startfromzero.com, look at products, find starters, and then fill out that quiz. And we look forward to supporting you and mentoring you on your journey.